You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer. And some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. And I have to tell you, Nikki, I have your robe from Dancing with the Stars because you left it behind and it said Nikki on it. And I was like, can I just, can I have an extra? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my, so my God, I so love that. So I will that. return your robe to you. No, you keep so- <laughs> it. I love that. That makes it special. This is the Nikki and Bree Show. What up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Nikki and Bree Show. And I asked Bree, what are we going to pop that bottle with? And she said nothing. So boring. You know what? I'm still recovering from the live show. Um, Yeah, that live show was wild. I had a hangover the next morning while we were on the Today Show. Um, We were, what, on three hours of sleep? So when we were leaving San Francisco, the Bay Bridge 
happened to close and all of my San Franians, I don't know if that's what y'all call yourself, you know what a mess that can be. It's like the people who are listening in from New York, it's like when they close a tunnel and you're trying to get out of the city and it just causes chaos. Well, that right. happened to us. But it was uh, a fun show. But what a fun show. A sold out crowd. Everyone was just incredible. Such amazing energy. Artem was on fire. We had Lita. I think you were on Surprise. fire. I was on fire. I'm not going to lie. I asked for half the alcohol in my drinks, and I think they might have been full shots. I don't know. I'm not going to blame it on the alcohol, but we talked about a lot. And it was awesome. It oh, was fun. It was I really mean, great. It was an incredible good time. You know what everyone keeps asking me? When's the tour coming? Like, they need the full tour. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I do agree. Um, I will say there's some beautiful energy when we're up on stage and just the way the audience is. I, I will admit it makes me I get amped up. up. Yeah. Look, yes. it's, okay. I, it's fun. It's you know, I almost I love it. I feel like I'm, I'm like a stand-up comedian and it's actually funny that I say that because we have a very special guest today. She's going to be on here in a little bit. Nikki Glaser. I've been dying to talk to her. I just am obsessed with her. But I kind of feel her when I'm up on stage, right? Like, I feel like I'm Nikki, this stand-up comedian. Like, it's the live crowd. You all do it to me, and I love it. I hear one little giggle, and I'm like, let's get it on. And I realize, like, I'm just, we both, we both get this way. We're meant to talk in front of a live crowd. Well, we have zero filters. Well, and we feed off of energy, and that's why I think we succeeded in, you know, WWE for so long because we love we thrived off being in live crowds. Right. And now we've taken it from body slams to like just talking. And it's I get I get the same feeling from it. It's it's so satisfying. And last Wednesday was so satisfying. It was very satisfying. And we're sorry we do not have the audio for it. It got lost somewhere in San Francisco. But you know what? I prefer that because that means when the tour comes out, you have to buy a ticket to listen. It's (laughs) locked up in Alcatraz, but we're not. Oh, that was good. You know it. That mom joke. You better drink because that was a good mom. Honestly, actually, I'm high kicking for you. That was really good. Thank you. But I will say this. We're not sorry because you're welcome because we have Nikki Glaser on the show today. And I am so excited to talk to her, pick her brain about all the stuff we were feeling after the live show, because I bet she could relate to us. I think she could give us a lot of great insight because yes. see, Brie and I, we talk, all of a sudden we talk really sexual and then we talk a lot of like our own private stuff. And I don't even mean our sex life. I mean, like even our private parts and you you do. Yeah, I think everyone now knows maybe the shape of my private part, even though it's not like vaginas have different shapes, right. but maybe all they right. do. But it's, you just, you all know, I feel like the inside and out of me, literally. Oh my um, gosh. So I would love to pick a brain about that. Like, do you ever like wake up? What's that feeling? Um, Like remorse? remorse? Yeah. Weird? And awkward? Shame. <laughs> Like I like sweat and shame at 3 a.m. Like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? They all um, left their knowing stuff about me that maybe they shouldn't. But anyways, that will happen. Um, and I can't wait for you to also talk to her about being a host of a dating show because she's the host of F Boy Island. Um, and we're the host of Twin Love. And I'm the host of Armageddon, but that'll be fun. Chat right. a little bit about that. And she has a big European tour coming up. So if you want to look up her stand-up dates, go to NikkiGlaser.com. And also, she is going to be in Las Vegas at the Venetian with David Spade. So you'll have to check out her dates, too. So I say, without further ado, we take a quick break. And then when we come back, we bring on the one and only Nikki Glaser. 
Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Brian and I tried Factor Meals and they are so popular with us. And let me tell you why. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Get started today and get after your goals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I love how these Factor meals are so quick and easy to make. In the Danielson household, the Factor meals are very popular. Let's just say my husband tried one, and now I feel like I have to protect all my other meals before he goes through them. But he and I love the fact that they're so easy to make. You know exactly what you're eating. They're healthy. You know the calorie intake. And there is no mess. Because when you have two kids and two dogs, there's always messes. So the fact that a meal doesn't have to be messy, thank you. Head to factormeals.com slash twins50 and use code twins50 to get 50% off. That's code TWINS50 at factormeals.com slash TWINS50 to get 50% off. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. 
Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. Or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. So Nikki, I feel like first what I really want to get into, I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things I want to get into, but we have to talk, I mean, it doesn't have to be quickly, but about Dancing with the Stars. Oh my God, that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and Bree, so I think you already know, but she danced with Glenn. Yes, because we were at the People's Choice Awards that oh, you hosted. Oh, hosting. No, yes. it was MTV. Or, yeah, no, it was the MTV. Or no, no, you're right. It was the MTV. Is the longest name for it. It's the MTV TV and Movie Awards Unscripted. It was just like the longest title. Yes, was, I can't it. even remember it, but that was what it was. Yes. And then I did a bunch of jokes about having ha- danced with Gleb for one episode. Well, it was two. Yes. I was eliminated <laughs> first, but I got two episodes because it was a two episode premiere. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I it was a oh, short lived experience, right. but I'm like obsessed with my time on Dancing with the Stars because before that first episode, you put in so much work and it seems like, oh, they just kick you off the first person and they don't matter. And like they weren't even on it that long. But you don't there was like a month before that of like a lot of hard work. And it was just it totally. just ended. And when you get kicked off, they just like claw machine you and then throw you back into your like they take you out of this world, this amazing world where you're a star. You literally that's your title is one of the stars and you're treated like one and you are just like just tossed out. I felt like it was like a one night stand. I felt I had to remind them to invite oh. me to come back for the finale. I was like, hey, can I you said I can maybe come back? And they're like, well, we'll get back to you. They were returning my text. It was like really weird. But um, I love oh. I was obsessed with it. And I was oh obsessed gosh, with your yeah. dances because you did the season oh, yeah. before, right? Well, I think, oh, did I, I season 25. Season. Okay, I was 27. I mean, that's a ridiculous yeah. number of seasons. I, the number sounds like a joke. Right? Yeah, yes. I know. I mean, I got a baby out of mine. So yeah, uh, you did. You know, that worked out. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's such an incredible experience. And like uh, Gleb, we just love Gleb. So I mean, obviously you see him and Artem yeah. are like brothers. Friends, yes. Yes. And he was, and who, uh, who would have thought now we're all on E together. Yeah. I had a show on E for a minute. Yeah. The dancing with the stars thing. Yeah. Gleb was my partner. He's so hot and you've been around him. Like he's, he's one of these people that you see him and you just have to be like, you're hot. Like you have to say it to his face. Like it just comes out of you. Cause he's so disarmingly good looking. It's almost like you're not even saying it to be like, I like you. You're just like, it's like admiring a sunset. You're like, look at that. It's so pretty. And he even has like stock lines to deal with being just being hot in public. He's just like, yeah, you know, I know, you know, it's just, yeah. oh yeah. Like he's just used to like people just being like, oh my God, like stopping traffic. It's, he's one of those people. So it was, it was awesome um, dancing with him. And then he was kind of Russian and, and cruel to me at times. But that was just his way. <laughs> I didn't realize that's how they talk and they just tell the oh, truth yeah. and they're not going to sugarcoat it. And I think at one point he just kind of realized, oh, this, I'm not going to go far on the show with this person. And so it was kind of like, I don't know. I just felt my partner, it felt like he had filed for divorce, but hadn't told me yet. Like I was just waiting to get the papers. Like he was already, we were dead in his mind because he, he, I look like I can maybe dance. Like I look like I could have been a ballerina at some point, or at least at this point, I was pretty thin lady walking in there and I could see his eyes like light up when he met me because he had no idea who I was. He's like, yes, yeah. this is gonna be good. And then we did like a little, he just did like a little dance with me. 
and I could see his face just fall. I just knew he knew there was no hope for us. It was really funny. But then oh once um once we were eliminated, it, it we were able to be like friends and actually like chill out and enjoy each other's company. So I I have a lot of love for Glub still. We're still friends, you know. Oh, I love that. This is what would scare me to do dance with stars. I, I keep people telling always ask me, to do it. Would you do it? And oh, I'm like, you gotta do it. That's what I told her. I don't her. know. I hear so many things of how hard it is and how intense. Yeah, it you're the can one be. who says you want to get challenged in your yeah, next chapter. Yeah, if you want to do something to that you feel like. When I got asked to do it, I've never danced in my entire life. I had actually avoided dancing my entire life because I danced at a young age in front of my mom and sister once. And they kind of laughed and were like, that's not <laughs> your thing. And I am such an insecure person that I was like, I'll never do that again. I was obsessed with musical theater. I never auditioned for any in high school because you would have to dance. And I was like, I knew I was a band dancer from that one moment in my kitchen. So I avoided it. Then they asked me to do it. The only reason I said yes was because I was I don't like to turn down things that scare me, especially when you get asked to yeah. do something. It's not like I was like asking my agents, please see if Dancing with the Stars, they asked me. And so you just got to say yes to things that scare you. And it and because I got voted off first, because I was really humiliated on TV, like I felt really stupid. It wasn't the story I told myself of like, maybe you're actually good. No, I was bad. And I felt stupid. I was in this leotard. Like I was dressed in a way I've never dressed before. I actually cared. That's the embarrassing thing is that you can't as a comedian, everything I do, I can always go. I don't really care. I'm just a comedian. I'm just a joke. <laughs> like I was really serious about it. I really loved it. And I was emotionally invested. And then to be voted off first, it was embarrassing. And so but it was great because on the other side of that, nothing will ever be that embarrassing to be voted off of Dancing with the Stars, something that I was like standing there like, I hope they don't say my name and like, oh, just so excited with all my fake eyelashes and my spray tan just in my little leotard. Oh. And now I can do anything. Nothing will ever feel that bad. And that's what I feel. I get that. The other side of that. But where I see the positive of it with you, it's like we, even if it was just two weeks, two episodes, we saw this totally different side of you. And I like you, I remember when you came out that week and I was like, whoa, she looked gorgeous in your you body. Gorgeous. Like I Smoking do see hot. where you're Thanks. like, you look like a ballerina body. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh damn. And so even and that was, was before Ozempic. That, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, how did she do that the real way? Yeah. Like starving wow, herself she, the old fashioned way. Yeah. No. Old no fashioned I was way. just like, she has great jeans. <laughs> yeah. It really that. That's what it comes down right? to. Yes. Yeah. I, have, I have my dad's legs. People are always like, your legs are so good. What do you do? I go, my dad came in my mom in 1983 and I got his DNA. That's my workout. <laughs> like, <I> just. <laughs> you know, that's my daughter, Birdie. She got her daddy's legs. I, and Long yeah. legs. Yeah, yes. I'm jealous. Tell got, your daughter. Yeah, my dad's legs. Dad yeah, we have dad bots. You know, <laughs> we have dad bots. Which Honest. for us isn't the greatest with aging. It takes yeah. a lot of work to not have well, a yeah. dad bot. I mean, that's just deals with the kid <laughs> part of it. Oh my God, <laughs> you know? kids. I can't uh, even. You both have them. Are you ever going to have kids? I don't yes. think so. See, I'm about to be 39 in a month. And so it was like a six months ago was when it was time to get my eggs frozen if I was going to do it. Everyone was kind of like, it's already too late, but you might as well try. And I went to go do it. And I was just so emotional about it because I knew I was just doing it for a future husband who refused to adopt like a guy I hadn't met yet in the future <laughs> would not adopt. And so I was get, I was paying all this money and doing all these things to myself because I don't mind adopting and 
I've never really won kids. I was always kind of waiting for that instinct to kick in where I want to have my own. And it's just never, I've never cared about it. And that's just my, my thing, you know, most people do. And so I just was crying to the doctor and saying, I'm just doing this because of the patriarchy and because there's some man who wants his own DNA in a baby and I don't even care. I'll let him pick out a, a, an egg. It will look at a book of models and we'll pick out an egg donor. I don't. And she was like, don't do this. And so, <laughs> I, um, so I didn't do it. So it's kind of, um, it's an interesting thing to, I don't think I want them and I don't think I'm going to have them. It's still at an age where I could figure out something and there is always adoption if I want to do it down the road but there also is the thing of like because I don't think I'm gonna have kids I just spent thirteen thousand dollars on Taylor Swift tickets and didn't blink an eye (laughs) like it's like (laughs) I know that's what how much they cost dude I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan that you're gonna find um and so it and I don't I don't have a I, I drive my mom's old shitty car. I live in an apartment that I rent that in St. Louis. I don't spend money on anything. And so that wasn't me bragging about some big ticket item. This is the most I've ever spent on anything. Then they did. I mean, they were on StubHub. They were originally, what, four hundred dollars, but people sell them to sell them. And then it's uh, I got two tickets, thirteen thousand dollars. I felt so much guilt about you- buying it. But then I go, I don't have a college fund that I need to put into. I don't need to give my daughter swim lessons or like. Let me just spend some of this. It's this for month. you. <laughs> now, were they the, good seats? Front row. Oh, oh wow. there, okay. you there you go. Yes. No, so we, that's, hey, that's we what I was paying for. You get yeah, it. Yeah, Bree and I, we yeah, we get it. We spent almost that for the Eagles game. And that's we were fourth row for Super Bowl. And so yes, okay. and we had mom, actual mom guilt about it. But we were yeah. like, okay, we get like a paid post for Super Bowl week. Yes. And it's a certain price. And that means these tickets are meant to be. And then we got one and we're like, well, we're just going to do it. And we were like, our kids can go to community college instead of like uh, yeah. one school. <laughs> so, you got to treat yourself to those moments. And I know that there are listeners being like these fucking bitches talking about the thousands of dollars they spend on like just a ticket that they want. Of course, I would kill to do that. It's all relative. And like, I, we know we're lucky and that we are privileged to have this kind of money to spend. And I'm not bragging, but I think that you can relate to this on any level of any kind of splurge, whether it's like a $30 t-shirt, you know, sometimes I'm like, it's like $30 on a shirt. It's like, I don't know. Like I have a lot of guilt around money and around, um, just doing things for myself. I'm most of the money I've spent in my life is giving gifts to other people and experiences and trips. And this was just one thing that I was like, I don't know if she'll ever tour again. Who knows what can happen? It's been a while. It's the number one thing in my life. I spend hours of my day every day, like listening to Taylor Swift. I got to go. I got to do it. And so you the whole to. I didn't pee the whole time. I was just it was it was great. It ended up being well <laughs> worth it. And I'll just take a couple jobs that I don't want to make up for it and, you know, that's, make that back. That's what I work we hard. Said. That's what we do. Yes. We it do was the, the Super Bowl amazing. Thing. It was incredible. I mean, we lost. So that was where it like it was tough where you get that like shoppers remorse at first when we lost. So like just felt like we got screwed by the refs. I almost had like shoppers remorse or we're like, we're not supposed to feel this bad. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have spent the money. But the whole day was amazing. It was incredible. Was Was the walk out of the stadium pretty depressing Uh, or was there so much celebration around you? Was that so like hard to avoid the people that were like kind of rubbing it in your face. I always kind of, I, that's the part of the game I really want to see is just people leaving and like dealing with the feelings that come in. Not to enjoy it, but like, how do you uh, deal with that? 
And, right. and you're dealing with it with so many people. Like you're all like walking together like cattle, mm. like, and we're all like sad. Yes. Well, at and each especially other. when it comes to Super Bowl, because people have probably have spent their savings on it when it yeah. comes to airfare and hotels and the week of stuff, the food, and, all of it. Dream. So I feel like when your team loses, you have so many emotions of all this you know, guilt and anger and should I have done this? But then you have to think of the good things, but it is like a a gamble and it's quiet. Remember when I looked at you and I go, listen, how quiet our side was quiet. The other side was celebrating. We're all, yeah, but we're walking back when we're all, and there was a massive group of people just all getting pushed to go where all these buses were and Ubers and everything. And I was like, Brie, listen how quiet it is. It was. Because wow. anyone who was a Kansas City fan stayed to celebrate. Anyone who was an mm-hmm. Eagles fan was leaving. Yeah. And it was like sad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then do you, you go give home us and like watch the Super Bowl bag. ads? Like, oh. Yeah, they should. Oh, yes. The what about Rihanna? That, I mean, oh. that was the uh, best scene dude, Rihanna live. That was one of the best performances. People said they were underwhelmed by it. I, I thought it was... So I thought it was perfect. That was Me too. A masterclass in watching someone who's the most confident, the most sure of herself. Like I just it, more than anything I got from that performance was talent aside. Like there was no question that she was talented because her demeanor was I'm the most talented motherfucker that's ever lived. I don't question it. So you don't question it. You're in good hands. Don't worry about me. I feel like I watched the Super Bowl. It's such a big deal that you watch the halftime kind of nervous for J-Lo. Like, oh, she's up there on that pole. I hope she sticks it. Rihanna made my blood pressure go down. I was just like, I'm on a ride and she's got this. And she's just, I've watched it a million times, just her turning around and grabbing her butt and doing that and then slapping it. And she looks so cool and so confident. I just love totally. it. We said the same thing. I was like, I can, I've never met anyone with more confidence. And it right. was so badass and so inspiring. Well, and what's amazing is you know that you are so over and one of the top talents in the world when you know, like you make the performance about you. Sometimes people need all the help of all the the special surprises and the acts and all the things, but not Rihanna. And she got to wear a big puffy it. outfit. She didn't even have like, you know, like I, she being overly sexual. I'm pregnant. Another, and the, she was I, pregnant. I definitely noted that. Like, you know, when I feel like I might not have a lot of talent to offer, I'll show a little more skin or I'll like have a little more yeah. bells and whistles <laughs> to be like, See guys, like, like I remember when I was first starting my tour after the pandemic and I felt really insecure about, am I even good at comedy? Like, what is my act? I don't even, there's been nowhere to practice it. I don't know what I'm doing. I had my like people put together a reel to like play before I walk on stage to like remind people that I was like legit, like of all my appearances. And it's like this, like, and every time I walk out to it now, I'm just like, oh, that was just made in such desperation of like, please please don't regret buying this ticket. And like that confidence that I was lacking at that time. And I sometimes lack it even now. Do you guys suffer? I mean, who, what performer doesn't, but don't you find that when you're your most confident and you're your most secure, that's your best performance, whether you've practiced the most or not, it's like, it kind of comes down to that ultimately. Always. And I always feel like when we're super confident, like when we, we did a live show last week, a live podcast show in San Francisco, we almost become oversharers. Because we're so confident with ourselves and our sexuality and our families. So we overshare everything. And then her and I, 
might get a little anxiety days after and we're like yeah. overshare too much were we too sexual well, for me it's it's not that i think what it is is when you and you know this nikki is when you start to feel the energy from the live crowd and the minute they laugh at one thing you're like oh so that's what you like i said Ooh, yeah. vagina so I'm we're gonna, gonna get more. in deep. yeah yeah we're yes. gonna get deep in the vaginas and then and i think that's what it is people love the sex talk and yeah. then you just go full on deep and then Artem's like, I can't believe she just said that. I'm just sharing the sex life. He's right there. And all the things happen. You're but so you, right. You, you know, you lose control. And because you want to yeah. give them what they want, you you feel what works. And I think that is, you know, that I struggle with it because I am so open about sex. So I've always felt like I'm not just doing it because it's the easy laugh or it's the easy way it is, though. Let's be honest, like talking about sex, saying shocking things that's going to get people's reactions to be, they're going to laugh harder or have more of a response. So maybe it's a little bit easy, but I don't, I don't know that it's that easy to talk frankly about sex, whether or not it comes out. Um, for, I, I think what you're able to do, whether it, you didn't mean to say it or not, the fact that it came out, not a lot of people have that ability to do it. And I do think that whether or not it's you or me trying to give them what they want and maybe oversharing, and it can be kind of like, TMI sometimes like why did you do that I think it is important because so many people don't talk about that stuff to anyone yeah, they don't right. hear, they don't they don't even have best girlfriends that talk about it. I think that's what podcasts are so good a uh, female podcast where we can talk about this stuff because it makes women have uh, feel like they have friends that they're able to talk about this stuff with and I think it just you can't sometimes I I try to back away from sex stuff because I think even you, I, I'm sensitive a little in what you're saying is like, were we too sexual? Because people can write you off when you're too sexual. Totally. She's just using that as a crush, a crutch. She's not really that smart. She's not really that talented. They're just showing skin because and maybe showing skin because I'm a little insecure of my talent. It doesn't mean I'm not talented. It just this is a thing that culturally I've been programmed to do, but it doesn't. And then I and then I back away from the sex stuff and I go, wait, they're winning. This is where this is right. I, I get shamed. And now we all don't talk about sex stuff. You know what happens when you don't talk about sex stuff and little girls don't know about sex and they walk into their first sexual encounter, not knowing the ins and outs of what what is to be expected, what isn't to be expected. Weird stuff, stuff happens, uncomfortable stuff happens, and they don't know that it's not what's supposed to happen. And so they don't know to say, no, this is weird. Stop. You know, right. like think of how many times you've been when you were younger, were in an uncomfortable thing where a guy got to do stuff with you that he shouldn't have been able to do. But you kind of just let it happen because you didn't know that it was not right. You know, I'm 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 talking about the there's a spectrum of uncomfortable things that can happen sexually that from, you know, just minor things to like all the way to, to rape where you just go, I don't want to be, be weird or make him mad. And I think if we talk about sex openly, it gives girls some and boys some kind of just playbook to walk in with to know what to expect because right. we were all walking in blind to sex yeah. the first time or oh, or hooking sure. up you didn't get a lot of input from your friends we used to say oh did you get on him like what does that even mean we used to i don't right. know it was like a st louis thing it was like oh we they got on each other this weekend what what did they <laughs> i would be like did you <laughs> lay on top of him what did you do yeah. like what does a penis uh -huh. feel like how does it stretch does it i used to think penises just were right angles they like came up and they stopped i didn't know if they could go like all the way up like and you could bet like things like that like Girls just think there's a bone in there or like or boys thinking that oh. you're a lot of girls get fingered in their butts because boys think that their butthole is their vagina. Like they don't know it's more forward up like shit like this. 
And I think right. that's why raunchy comedy is sometimes helpful because it kind of talks about that stuff too. Right. I, and the emotions of it, because I think that's yes. such a big play. And especially, you know, when, Think of like those emotions when you're in your teens and then your 20s and your 30s. Everything's always different, even, you know, 40s and so on. Um, But that's why I also think it's so important to openly talk about it because of the emotional part of it. Like when shit does get weird, like, am I the only one feeling this way? Like, am I, you know, and like, I want to say no. Or also some people are super sexual and some people can care less if they have sex with someone. So then- those are all those feelings too. Like, shoot, like, am I normal? So that's why I, I do feel it's so important. And the shit's funny. Shit's funny. It's and so it's fun funny. to hear. Yeah. It's yes. so fun to hear people's stories. Yes. I, like, I love it. I want to hear I do more. Too. Like, I'll yeah. stare at people and I'll admit, I will visualize them having sex because I'm yes. so curious. I'm like, yes. Wow, how does that work? Or like a couple holding like hands. Yes. Yeah. I totally think of that too. <laughs> Whenever I see a pregnant woman, I'm like, she got cummed in. Like, I'm yeah. like thinking of like the nastiest thing she was doing. It's like she, she's just like this woman at the grocery store. I'm like, I know she got road, like she was riding a dick hard. Like, and yeah. she's like this like sweet mom. But it's like, but that's what's so funny about sex is that we all exist because of it. We all yeah. think you know, unless you're asexual, which is a whole other thing, you think about it all the time. And if you're asexual, you also think about how you're not thinking about it all the time. So sex is constantly affecting everything we do all the time. And it's something that we're not talking about. And I think that's why I gravitated towards comedy and um, was because I was like, wow, this thing that I've always wanted to talk about that people used to look at me weird when I would ask questions about or talk openly about a thing that I was scared of. Let's go back to the scared thing. Right. I didn't have sex till I was 21. I didn't kiss a boy until I was 17. I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 24. I was scared of sex, scared of boys, fascinated by it, loved watching porn, loved looking it up on the computer, loved reading about it and hearing about it, wanted to hear everything about my friends' lives. I didn't get my period till I was like 15, but I like already knew how to put in a tampon because I would just ask my friends about like, I never wore pads. Like my first period, I was just like, put in a tampon, like an old grizzled, like sailor woman. Like I, because I had gleaned all this information, but I was terrified of sex. And I think that's what I was terrified of it because I didn't know anything. And I right think on. as soon as I was able to, you know, I discovered comedy and then I was like, oh, I discovered kind of female comics that talked about sex openly. And I was like, this is so cool that you get now all the things that I've always wanted to talk about. I can get paid to do it or not paid yet. But like in the beginning, people would like me because of it. it was just so cool. And it's it's just freeing. And I just you know, it, but I still get hurt when people write me off for being just a sex comic or they say, don't watch her special with your kids around. I'm like, why are you watching comedy specials with your kids? Why do you need yeah, to say that? Right. Like, you don't say that about don't watch the, you know, uh, I don't know, Die Hard 3 with your kids. Like, you know better to do that. Why is it you have to shame me about it? I have to feel I like know. a porn star. Like, and not that porn stars should be shamed. That's a job that they know to keep at the job. They don't need, they are not like, you know, right. I often feel that way of like, because I talk about sex openly on stage, stay away from my kids, stay away from grandma. And it's just our puritanical like sex uh, is wrong and bad and abstinence, pre- you know, right. like yeah. that's our society and, that we live in still. And I, you know, when I when you read those headlines, like how does it make you feel? Does it make you like do you start to lack that confidence that we were talking about yes. earlier? And do you start to get that remorse of like, maybe I shouldn't talk about this stuff? Yeah, I start to think I 
you know, all my imposter syndrome stuff comes in of like, you did find an easy route. You aren't you aren't smart enough to be a clean comic. Clean comics have to work harder. So you're actually a lazy ease. Take the easy road. Um, raunchy. You like to offend people. You like to hurt people's feelings. I start to go into this place of like, you're just a selfish, lazy, um, me, me, me. I want attention. Like I, I, I buy into all of what they, what I think they think I am. And I know I'm not that at my core, but it does rob me of, of that confidence. And I, I struggle with it all the time. I mean, I think, uh, listening to you guys and your podcast, I, I relate with so much. I think that people probably project a lot onto you of being so confident, so badass because you are in all these ways, but I'm sure you also struggle with just even hearing you talk a little bit about just second guessing things you said, like you said the other mm -hmm. night, like oversharing things or, Oh, that one line. Why did I say it this way? And I couldn't have done it that way. Those little things that like haunt you or, you know, let's talk about the worst thing that can hold us back. And I'm sure you guys are no um, stranger to it is comparing yourself to other people and oh, what yeah. they're doing. I think that's that for me is my number one thing that holds me back is comparing myself to others and predicting what people are going to say when I do something that's a little out of the box, how I'm going to be made fun of. Yeah. Fearing that. Someone's going to like screenshot it and start a girl's chat about like how like, oh, my God, look how like she thinks she's hot. Like, honey, you're a comedian. Stop trying to be a model. You're old. Look at her skin. Look at her. Look at what work she's had done. And you know why I think that? Because I do that to women. <laughs> like <laughs> It starts with me. So I'm trying to be I'm trying not to gossip as much. And that's, that's just good. something to learn too late in life that that is just like such a sickness. Yeah. I think, you know, because Brie and I have always had each other, like yeah. that has always helped on like not feeling like we've had to compete with women because it's actually been a natural competition and we've just always have known to support, you know, someone like if I didn't like always growing up, if I didn't make a team or I didn't get something, I was like, Oh Brie, I hope you do. Like, we're even, oh. um, we just auditioned against each other for a big movie. And it's like, if I don't get it, Brie, I hope you do. And I for feel the same person. Right. Yeah. And I think that's always helped. And, and I think that's always helped us in the, not like with confidence and not caring because like when people would say stuff, majority of the time it, it doesn't affect us. And I, I will have my moments and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh man. And what's hard sometimes on our side, it's like when you grow up as this, living day superhero and you're a role model for so many. And then, you know, you have your own show and you're talking and you, whether it's reality or podcast and you're then being you as well. And I'm very sexual person and I have no filter. Then they're like, how dare her? Like she's supposed to be a role model she for let my us kid. Down. Yes. Yeah. Right. She's talking about vaginas and penises. Oh my oh, god, That's a lot of, and it um, can get heavy. Wow. I, I don't deal with that because I came out of the box like this, so it's never been. But that's really interesting to to feel like you have to toe the line and 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 that you are that you're a role model and that by talking openly about sex, you're somehow degrading that image. And yeah, sure. that's tough. But man, I got to get a twin. This sounds great to have someone oh, that you're in competition with. But you also you it's the thing that we all talk about with women is that 
we should all support each other. If you win, yes. I win. And that's so hard to do with a woman that doesn't look like you. That isn't your sister. Like it's hard to believe that. So you guys have had good practice that you can, you can then do that with other women. So it's, that's a great, that's a great thing to just have inside of you that you get to skip over. Um, because it is, I think it is something that holds me back so much and less so now because I'm so aware of it, but, um, it's, you know, just getting older is, is hard in this business. And I always knew it would oh, be. Yeah. Oh, and, yes. you know, we can get into podcasting and wine and, and, and comedy and, and all the things that don't require us to stay hot, but time is still do. like, right. it's still, <laughs> you can say all you want, like you can age We love older women in Hollywood and in the business, but like, I know that I'm okay with seeing an older woman on screen, but I don't know that everyone's really okay. Like they let in a few. So don't lie to me and say, there's going to be as many jobs for me as I get older. I'm entitled and I'm allowed to feel scared about aging and to feel stressed out about it. Yep. I'm tired yeah. of being shamed for feeling scared about aging and like, right. no, everything's beautiful. Old is beautiful. Love your wrinkles. Give me a second. Because this just started this whole love right. your wrinkles thing where anti-aging, you can't even say that those two words anymore. Like they take them out of products, even though it was on every product for the past 30 years. So for me to someday wake up and go, I don't like my body and have someone go, you can't hate your body, love your body. It's like, I can acknowledge that it's a sick thought and that I'm not fat or whatever I'm feeling today, but allow me to process this because it's. I'm not wrong for how I feel. You can't help your feelings. And I think that sometimes right. I I feel guilty for feeling old or ugly or fat or whatever it is because I know it's ridiculous and I know it's an illusion, but I can't help it. And um and we're in a sick business that is that lies to you. Constantly. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, and yes. I think we're all kind of right now in the same boat because you're about yeah. to be 39. Bree and I are 39, going to be 40 yes. in November. And now I was telling Brie this other day that now I get why it's called a midlife crisis because I feel like more than ever, I've been harder on myself about aging and I'm fortunate enough to have an incredible life coach. And I, she's really helped me in the in processing and like, this is just my next chapter of life. And I got to accept it and love it because I'm never going to be the girl that was yesterday or two years ago or five. I will never look like that. I'm just going to look what's moving forward. And I have yes. to appreciate that person. Exactly. And I've gotten so good at like just accepting my next chapter. And if I'm too old That's to great. be, yeah, the hot person that does this, well, I'm just going to be the middle-aged woman that still looks effing hot, but doing yes. something else. And, and acceptance, it take acceptance, That's what it but is. it is this age that makes it really hard because that is like, I loved what you said, like, okay, let me just have a second for accepting these wrinkles because they just got here because yeah. it is crazy. It's just has happened these past I'm few years. I'm having a bad morning. I'm a, yeah. like, I'm tired of everyone going, no, you're beautiful. And it's like, we can all agree. I look a little rough today. I had too much salt this weekend. I'm allowed to yeah. say these pants oh. don't fit and have it be a true thing and say I'm uncomfortable in my body. I know I'm beautiful and all of the things, but I'm just feeling bad. And I don't want to be constantly told I, now I'm in trouble because I feel I'm already mad at myself because I feel bigger than I want to be or whatever yeah. it is. And now I'm in trouble because I feel that way. It's like you can't win. But let me hear about this life coach, because this sounds who She's first of all, amazing. how did this life coach come into your life? At what point were you like, I need a life coach? 
I mean, gosh, I feel like we're always big on therapy. So yeah, Nicole, same. we've always, just because of our childhood, we are always big on therapy, but actually you had the life coach first. I had a carry first. So I, it was, gosh, it's been about five or six years and it was a good friend. I was struggling. She was referred to me. They're like, you, what you need is someone more than a therapist. You need a life coach. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they're like, this woman's life-changing. Let me introduce you to her. And my first session with her, I was like, this is an angel sent from heaven. Like, she's just, I get full body chills just even talking about Whoa. it. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this is someone that I really need in my life. And I need the help with because at the end of the day, we're all human. And even though I've done the work for so long, I have down moments and down days and I doubt myself and I don't feel great or I still get angry about something or envious about something or want something or, you know, whatever it may yeah. be. And it, I literally for a while I would talk to her weekly and now we do like every other week and, you know, every three weeks, but I still keep her consistent in my life because she's helped me so much even in business because Bree and I, we always like for a bit, I would consider us maybe not pushovers, but we were just too nice. We were very nice. Yes. And I didn't want to be the dickhead in business. So I was like, I'm going to take the different route. And it's not even nice. that you didn't yes. want to. You then just, you get fucked yeah. when you're nice. Right? And you also, I mean, let's use the word, you, you're divas, but but you don't want to be a, you don't want to be known as a right. diva, as a right. bitch, as someone who like gets talked about as like, oh, she came in here and just bossed. Everything. You just want to be, yeah. we want people to like you. Right. right. Well, have a good experience thing, with totally. you. Totally. Because if we all have a bad day, we're bitches. Everyone yes. else can have a bad day, but if we have a bad day, then like all of a sudden you're labeled a bitch. Well, you're labeled high and I have, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a bitch in that way. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, can I just be a bitch before like someone crosses the line? Cause I'm usually only a bitch <laughs> once that line's crossed. I want to be now a bitch before it. <laughs> a 39 year old self is saying that, yeah. which is the beauty. I want to be a bitch. Which is the beauty of getting older as you stop caring. You don't care about her yes. feelings, right? That is the greatest thing about getting older. It's the greatest older. thing. I'm it just like, true. this is how I feel. Game over. Yes. No one's going to change my mind. So well, I what? think that's the beauty of getting older. Tell me the difference, though, between a therapist and a life coach, uh, you know, in, in broad strokes, how you felt so, she was different. So therapy, I feel it's just you're mainly talking to someone about your feelings. You get a little bit back, right? They're there to give some advice. And they kind of give you an emotional breakdown yes. of like what you're going yeah, through. Yeah, they try so, to help you figure out what thing in your childhood led to this. And you go, okay, I could see that. And then now yeah. what do I do? <laughs> right. Yes. Where yes. the life coach, she pretty much coaches you through life, whether it's personal or business. So how are we going to get through this relationship? What are the steps you need to take or gives me the steps to take, or let's get into meditation. This is what you should be doing this amount of days a week, or this is what you need to change here to help or, or even is tough on you, which, you know, being an athlete, my whole life, I love like when I, what I'm hearing, you're playing a victim. Don't be a victim. She'll like say, like that. she'll right. just tell you. And like, so now when you go talk to people, try to lead with this way. Take butt out of your sentences because now you're making someone, you're you're presenting an idea, but using that word but, you're making it sound like what they feel is not important and yours is more important. Well, and ah. I'd be like, oh, wow, that's right. It's and amazing. And she does sessions, Nicole and I together, Nicole by herself, me by myself, me, my husband and I, her and yeah. Artem. 
So really? like when, when you say life coach, she is every part and of like your life. This cool. one app that um she introduced us to, um, and you should download it. It's human called design. It's a human design. And I've just, heard of this. Heard, it's the greatest app you'll changing. ever use. Okay. Okay. It explains you to a T and every situation you go into. Actually, today I wanted to tell you the one I read about eating that is oh, good for you gosh. and I. I'm an emotional but, eater. Yeah, oh, so I'm, same. Like, it, it oh. will literally break I'm things like down in, for you in oh, yeah. programs for it. It's it's that's like that's the thing. Something can be in front of you, like a whole thing, a bag of food, and then you get a call that might or a text that's stressful, or you see something on Instagram, and then the bag is gone. Yeah, and you don't even know what happened to it. It's like yeah, that's been my so shoot. This human design even gives eating. Yeah, I mean help. Yeah, because it breaks yeah. you down of when you're born. Is it where you're born to? I don't know. You have to do this whole thing. Right, right. right. It's very spiritual. Okay. But then it breaks down why you do the things you do. Yeah. When you get into situations, how you should do They're them. Just, yeah. Based on your human design. It's such a great tool for life. And there's a few tools that Bree and I use, but I have to say a life coach, just because it's so nice to talk to someone that isn't, doesn't have the emotional part of your life. You know, they just give it to you straight. And that's what I want. They, I used, yeah. I used to have a therapist so that was like that, that would just say, get out your phone. I'll tell you what to text him. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'd admit to make it sound like myself, but I feel like therapists are so trained to not give you advice. They're just like, it's just supposed to help you find your own way, which is great too. But I, I do lack, I respond to someone expecting something from me and holding me to task for something and, and, and kind of a little bit, harsh when it yeah, comes yeah. to stuff. Like I just sometimes need as much as I run from someone telling me the the truth and I don't read internet comments, not because that's like a helpful truth, but I just don't, I don't like any criticism. It seems like that's like a healthy, uh, just a coach. Like why stop getting coached just because you don't play a sport? Why can't you get right. like, I want a coach, right? Yeah. But life coach always comes with this connotation of like, oh, they're just like, like almost like a psychic, like, oh, this is like new agey. Oh, she's got a life yeah. coach. Oh, and, you oh. know, a Pilates instructor for her yeah. dog. Like, it just sounds like a thing that. <laughs> right. But I, the more I hear about, I've heard people talk about their life coaches and I'm like, this is something I might want to look into. Um, uh, yeah. It's the, you know, I'm always looking for new kind of modalities of becoming a better version of myself. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's, it doesn't, does, money doesn't, Help. I mean, it helps a little bit. Fame does definitely helps to a degree, but then that then that's empty. It's All these things battle. that you just, you know, relationship right. that is great in the beginning, and then it starts being hard. The other day, I was like thinking of getting bangs. You know, like it's all these like quick fixes. Uh -huh. and like this whole my I went in to go get a haircut. I'm like, I'm ready for bangs, and she was like. You have like dried tear mascara on your face. Like I can tell you were crying earlier today. I'm not giving bangs to anyone who's been crying in the last 24 hours. You need like to have no emotional irregularities to commit to bangs. Just things we grasp at that we think will change our lives. But it's just it's, a, it's an ongoing process, which is kind of fun. Totally. It is. And I have to say it took me a while. Like Carrie, that's our life coach, Carrie. It took a while for me to finally find what makes me happy. Because I think sometimes we're so influenced by social media, what the world is telling us, especially us entertainment, what what makes us happy? And I'm like, why is that not making me happy? 
but I had to go on the journey and I finally found what made me happy. And it's really nice. And I am someone I need slow mornings. I can't have a lot on my plate. I need a lot of open space for things to come. Like when they come, I just, I get, Nicole knows this, I get overwhelmed very easy. And when things kind of go off track a little bit, I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. But I just started to realize the things that truly make me happy. And I just feel like, don't you feel like in the last year, I've definitely, you've seen me let go of so much yeah. and change in where I don't care what people think or what people say about me. And I don't what care. What did you if think used to make you happy versus what did you, when you asked yourself that question about what makes you happy, were you feeling guilty about those things that actually make you happy? What what, what was, was preventing you from, so what does make you happy and, and what made, and what are you doing now to, to pursue that? So I used to think what was going to make me happy was being a hustler, working, 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 having to go from gig to gig, making sure like, you know, I think we've all realized with TV shows, getting the ratings, doing this, I got to do my work on that, on that, make sure I show up dressed, get marketing, like just pushing, pushing, pushing. I just kept feeling that was me. And I realized I'm not a pusher. I'm just not. I would, I'd be the shittiest salesperson. I can't sell yes. shit. Yes, I don't want to sell you too. shit. I, I get feel too nervous bad. thinking about would, it. Oh, me too. I'd buy it and give it to someone free because I feel bad. I could sell Always. something I believe in. I could. Yeah, I could this, sell one, this one. This one would be good. If something's gonna help it. someone's yeah. life, but if you're doing anything that's a little bit shady, I could or never do it. It's just for the money. It's, oh, yeah, too cringy oh, for me. I'm me like, agreed. Oh, fuck. I really want that paycheck, but I can't. Yeah, but yeah, you're we're conditioned to push, 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 and you're conditioned. I used to think. I, I can't wait to find out what actually makes you happy because I'm relating to this. I used to think that the only times I'm really happy is when I get done with a hard run of thick. Like at the very right. end, I push, 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 and then I can relax like three minutes. And I'm like, I deserve this. Oh, and I yeah. have a good meal or like a little bit of a vacation. And then it's like back to work, work again. The only time I feel good is when the hard work is over. It's never even actually enjoyment. It's just a lack of suffering. That is happiness, <laughs> which that doesn't equal happiness. No, that's not. So, so what's so what is it now? So what I realized what makes me happy, and it's mainly where when I see when I'm laughing the most and when I'm having the most fun is truly when I'm around my family. That's number one. Being a mother, a wife, um, doing stuff with my sister. I think we've been blessed when we do entertainment gigs, like we just hosted Twin Love, kind of the way you hosted yes, Boy Island. Yes. Oh yeah, I want to ask and, about that. Yeah, it was and so it's, fun coming out this summer. But when we, when I do it with her, it's like, we help each other, we build each other up and it's fun to be put in different entertainment gigs when we're by ourselves um, and be challenged. But I realized I can't, I don't want to ever be challenged in the way of like, we all were talking earlier. I don't want to be in a gig that makes me feel like I need to look younger. I need to yes. be different. Like this is who I am. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. I don't want it to work because I don't want to feel bad about myself. I'm over that part of my life. Yes. And mm -hmm. I just also, I can't have a booked up schedule. Like everyone else gets weekends. Well, I need to find my weekend in a week. I need some me time. And even if me time means having a drink and my kids are playing in the backyard, that's yeah. me time. Love yeah. That. So I just realized I had to slow down days off. I almost felt like I needed to be European. Like we're yes. on a slow schedule, baby. Like, let me just enjoy life. So hard only... to do that because you think slow equals I'm not producing anything. And right. for me, producing something, creating something, hosting, letting the world know I'm active. I'm out there. I'm hustle. The, the hustle thing. It's like, then you feel this. There's, we have such an aversion to lazy, like to relaxation and laziness are, inter are a Venn diagram. That's just a circle to me. Like I, 
I used to say to my roommate, I remember my best friend, I lived with her and she said, you were the only person I've ever heard say, I don't deserve a nap today. Like I had to deserve relaxation. I did. I had to, I had to be suffering to earn any sort of kindness to myself. And I think you're really right about focusing on what makes you happy. When are you laughing the most? That's a great way to think about it because it, right. it, it just, when are you giggling the, the most? And it's, um, right. it's sometimes hard for me to think of It's like sad to think about like, when am I happiest? Because I get guilty when I'm happy because it means that I'm taking it easy and it's just, we're so conditioned. I really, I like that though, the slowness. And I think meditation is always the first Mm. place I start when I want to slow down because God, I mean, just sitting there for 20 minutes or whatever, 10 minutes um, and just watching your thoughts kind of pass by is the, is it can't help and, or doing a breathing exercise, like just 10 breaths is, is a way to, to do that. Yeah. Any other ways you found? Yeah. Well, and it's crazy what comes to you when you are doing your meditation or your breathing. It's like, if you truly like sit and listen to your thoughts or if something like, um, you know, we were talking about an illustration or something comes to mind. That's usually when people ask like, well, what do, when do you know you get a sign? That's a sign. Totally. Someone's telling you something or you're telling yourself something. And you know, for Bree and I, um, we always knew Napa Valley was our happy place. And it took the pandemic for us to finally be like, why aren't we there? Why aren't we living there? And look, we live, we always laugh because when sometimes people have to come over to our homes to do things, we're like, oh, these are your homes. We have small houses here. But we knew that we had to downsize majorly to live a life we wanted to here. And we couldn't be happier. Like, would you just I've, visit there before? And you were just, you always it? just would visit and go, we love it. And then you just decided to visit to live in the place that you would vacation to. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we oh literally God. live in like our number <laughs> yes. one vacation spot. Ah, yeah. That's right. So good. Yeah. And we Who just. thinks that you could ever do that? But of course you can. You might have to live a can. more modest lifestyle to be yeah, in right. it. But that's so beautiful. I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. We, we love it. Cool. We love it so much. And what I've realized, it's made us happier people. And it's just crazy the trickle effect that that right there does for you because you did something for yourself and for your soul. Yeah. And already yeah. right there, just the surrounding of a place that not only do you call home, but majority of the time you go to sleep in, you wake up in, you live life in. It's crazy how much happier that alone makes you and how that even changes your the way you think, the way you make decisions, the way you say yes or you say no and you start to bring things in your life because I think this is the first place ever my entire life that I rarely want to leave. So oh. now I my decisions, yeah, they change when opportunities come my way. Is this right for me? Is this right for my brand? Now you start to double think instead of always saying yes, 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 which was always my thing. Yeah. It's like I listened to my soul. I came to a place where, you know, it was calling me, but I kind of realized it was for a reason. It slowed me down, but it also made me think about every opportunity coming my way. And then bigger ones came. That's and- really cool because you were looking at every opportunity like before, maybe before Napa, every opportunity was a way out of wherever you were. It was a totally. way to Napa or whatever that yes. is like this escape. Yeah. Then you ended up in Napa and you're like, well, I'm already here. So the things that I say yes to have to somehow add to my life. That is already the ideal. That's that's really cool is giving yourself 
as much as you can before you are able to get it, the life that you envision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Try to get there already so that you, that's really, that I, I love that. I think it's so cool that you guys moved there. And oh, wow. and this was the pandemic that that made you kind of reassess? Oh yeah. It was that we thought our about boys this in the pandemic. Boys. Oh yeah. And we moved in the pandemic. So wow. We, like I mean, I we literally had the boys. I had buddy August first, twenty twenty. Six weeks later, I moved to Napa Valley. Oh my God. They yeah. were I mean, newborns. Newborns. That is so cool. I think yeah. that, you know, just making big like there's been some i i recently um kind of started like pursuing like a, like singing i've taken singing lessons and i'm like you know i'm kind of bored not bored with stand-up comedy but i just did i've done everything i kind of want to do and i love doing it and it's the thing i'm best at and it's the thing i make my living doing but it was just that that excitement of working hard at something and like achieving it was kind of gone. I mean, it's still fun to write a new joke and it's still you guys get what I'm saying. Like, it's just totally. sure the adrenaline, the nervousness of like, can this work? Like, I kind of know it will eventually. So it's a I get it here and there. But um, I was just really wanting a, a new challenge. And I think that I always deep down wanted to sing and songwrite and becoming such a huge t- Taylor Swift fan since, you know, during the pandemic when she released those albums and kind of like got back to folklore and nature. And like, I just was like really inspired by it. And I was living with my parents at the time because I was scared during the pandemic and we're all alone and I'm not on the road anymore. So I just moved in with my parents to be like, now I have roommates and my dad had guitars all over the place because he plays guitar. And I just started picking up a guitar and like playing and I'm like, this feels so good. But I'm, you know, I'm 37 and I'm like, I'm just, I'm playing, I'm learning from like 14 year old girls on YouTube and, um, and I'm taking like voice lessons. And, you know, when I tried to be a singer in high school and was discouraged by some just, you know, brutally honest that were just like, you don't have it. You'll never have it. And I just realized that I guess I always used to think when I was young that you either have it or you don't like this talent is something you're born with, which in a lot of cases, it's there's there's a little everyone is born with some level of like um, affinity for something, let's say. But hard work and a passion for something can really get you so far where, you know, someone who's born extremely talented, you can catch up with that person if you practice hard enough and care about it. And I guess I just never used to think that way. I just thought you're just you have it or you don't. And yeah, of course, it takes hard work, but no amount of hard work will ever make you better than those people that are just born with it. And it's just not true because I've, you know, I've just set my sights on this and just practice. And I've I'm you know, I'm what I'm doing is I'm comparing myself to 15 year old girls because I'm pretending like I picked up the guitar and started singing at 13. So I'm like, I'm pretty good. Like there's a good improvement. So it's it's fun to get out of your comfort zone and try something completely different. And to have maybe people like laugh at you and go, what are they doing? I mean, you guys just rebranded. That's a huge right, thing right. that people are going to judge and go, cool. What oh, are they yeah. trying to do? Oh, the other thing wasn't working. Oh, look what you're trying. Like all the things you can imagine people are going to say, but like, good for you. Right. Feeling like this doesn't yeah. fit anymore. We want something new. We want to try something that's kind of scary. Have you found that to be kind of a similar experience of like, what are people going to say? This is scary. What are we? For with- sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, we were because like nobody likes change, even though everyone says they like change, but they really don't. Um, So I think that's what we were nervous about being the Bella twins for almost 17 yes. years. So it was nervous, but also 
thrilling. I mean, oh I, my think, God, it was I think anything new is exciting. It's kind of liberating. Like you're going to have sex yes. with the guy for the first time. It's exciting. Yeah. You can't wait to explore <laughs> yes. it and see how it is. So we're kind of in that like mojo of things. And I feel like you should bring your singing into your stand-up. Do a little stuff. See what yeah. people do. Well, you know, and what I was going to say, and it kind of goes with that. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning. 
things are about to get intense. I mean, Bree and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in, <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. It's like... You know, always when we do things, I think of like a book and like there's all these different chapters and that's how our life has to be. Like when you really think of like your memoir, you have all these different chapters. If it was the same thing, every chapter, like oh God. how boring would that book be? And yes. When they really talk about feeding your soul, can you imagine having spaghetti and meatballs every day of your life? Yes. You want to change no. it up. I mean, if I lived in Italy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Italian man serving you. But you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, I always take in like things that we actually have tangible in life to the intangible and like what it means, like when it comes to those things and right. how are we going to do this? Especially at 39 years old, we've already have branded, we have the Bella empire and super scary, but like Brie was saying, and it was so liberating and here's our next challenge. Yes. Can the Garcia twins be even bigger than what the Bella twins were? Yes. And you get, cause you already, did, you started with that with the Bella twins. And it was like, it was an endeavor of like, what is this? You're going, you're getting to do that again, which is, is, is exciting. And you have all the knowledge from before that you, and you have the, I kind of don't give a fuck what people think more going for you. All of these things that, you know, people always kind of say women, Madonna had to reinvent herself. Like Taylor Swift had to always reinvent herself. Every album men can kind of just stay what they are but women have to be like look i'm now i wear hats totally. now i have chunky earrings and now i'm going through the leather phase and but there's, there's something fun to it when when you get to choose to do it when it suits what you're going through and and i think that i just i guess i'm always just worried about what people are going to say and which is so ridiculous because i, know, you I think can't. people you are known for go. like you i say whatever i want on stage and i i don't i i don't have a filter but it's um, it is always on my mind how I didn't. I never want to be cringe. You know, I never want people to be like, like oh, God, she's because listen, I have tried too hard sometimes. <laughs> there have been times that my motivations are like, I hope people like me just it, just or like I want to look hot or like I'm trying to like post an Instagram story for one guy who might watch it. And it's so thirsty and so sad. <laughs> so there is there there are truths to these things where it's like sometimes I look a little like try hard but then sometimes you know when my friends will make fun of someone of like god she thinks she's so hot look how sad this is and it's like a really sad post of like someone just you know like so unaware of how lame they look and i just go we should feel sorry for she's going through something like she's not she doesn't want people making fun of her like even when people get too much face work done this is my biggest pet peeve when I hear men talk about women 
who used to be hot in the 80s or 90s. And, you know, I'm not even going to say the names because we kind of know what women I'm talking about. And they go, she ruined her face. Don't do that. She And I go, do you think she wants to look like, do you think she was trying to stay young? She right. took a fucking chance. She didn't. So now you're going to ridicule her because what if she didn't do that? She would just look old. And then what would you say? She used to be hot. But yeah. instead they get to say, why didn't she just leave her face the way it was? Well, because it was starting to fall off her skull. That's why. And she <laughs> right. wanted to pull it back. So you can't fucking win. So I am done. I am fucking done hearing people say women ruin their face. If anything, I think women who have face work done are brave and they're doing something they very risky that can backfire. Whenever I've had an, like filler or Botox, I'm always kind of like, proud of myself afterwards because i'm like you just took a, you just like, took the biggest risk because that could have been hor and sometimes it has been really bad and it makes me kind of feel alive to be like fuck it i'm getting risky so i think we need to just look at you know it's it's been good for me to change that perspective when i found myself in a, a hate spiral of zooming in on someone and going like oh what is she doing Ugh, and go she's just trying to be loved man aren't we all and like right you judging and most of the time I judge a woman or a man that's doing something a little cringy it's because I'm jealous that they are taking a chance I wouldn't take even exactly. if it doesn't pay off Amen. I'm jealous that they don't give enough of a shit like oh my god she's wearing that her legs look like fucking like oh god look at her skin there or whatever it is oh her whatever I'm judging or that dance was terrible what is she doing I'm jealous that she doesn't go give a fuck clearly because I would never do that, you know, like, and so I want to put myself in more of those situations where people get jealous of me because I look stupid and they're too scared to look stupid because it is fucking freeing to look stupid. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. To, to look freeing. foolish yeah. because it means you took a chance well, and you and failed. Who's, right, <laughs> and who's even saying, calling it foolish. That's the right. people, right. That are envious that they wish they were doing what they're yes. doing. If you think about it, it could be actually the most epic thing, but because so many people are scared to do what they're doing they're like, fuck. And they have, to, they have to make fun of it because if they don't yeah. make fun of it, they, they, that, that reaffirms to them. That's why I don't do that. That's why I don't totally. dress like that yeah. because people will make fun of me. Well, the only reason you you're making fun of it. So they, they have to make fun of it to tell themselves the story of why they don't do the thing that they're so yeah. scared and so yeah. desperate to do. Yeah. And it's a nice reminder just to people who are listening, but also, I mean, all of this is, I'm just telling it to myself. Like I just need to be kinder to others and there, and also to myself about these things. Cause, um, it's rough out there. No, it is, but it's, <laughs> but it's all such great things to talk about. So when you started hosting F boy, yeah. um, how did you, cause I mean, Bree and I, we hosted a new dating show, twin love and I'm you so have excited to have, about the show. It's so yeah, amazing. It's so good. I you bet. have to have a lot of confidence. I mean, you're running the show. So. Yeah. So I got that, that from, it? it's coming back to the CW, F-Boy Island, but it was at HBO at first. And when they first asked me to do it, they, it was the first job I ever got where they wanted me as much as I wanted them. I was usually always like, mm. I hope I get this job. And like, thank you for giving me this job. But this time they were like, thank you for doing this. And I was like, thank you. Oh my God, we're on the same page. We both I've never been in a relationship that's that mutually like we both like each other. It's always off balance. And so I felt a lot of confidence from that of having of it was just at a point in my career that came to me where I was like, oh, I've been doing this long enough that I've earned this. I don't feel like I'm tricking anyone to get this job. And the title of the show was so funny that I was like, I don't have to take that this seriously. You know, this is 
a dating reality show. And that is the joy of reality TV is that it is it's fun. You don't it's not you're not hosting the Oscars. It is a fun job. And but at the same time, it's it's funny. It's not to be taken seriously. These things, these relationships probably won't last all that thing. This is just, you know, fleeting entertainment. But the relationships and you guys know this from hosting a dating show. It's the love is real. The love that happens on a show, no matter if it's fast tracked, is real. It's happening. Yeah, these I these agree. producers know how to make love happen. And the relationships you see in front of you, yeah, they might not last just like yours won't last. Person watching at home that's going, this is so fake. This would never last. Look at all your relationships. Which ones lasted? Like it's the same, but it just is a pressure cooker for them. So it's the best job because I also went into it not wanting to know what was going on and to kind of just walk into it with no plan and just react as I would. I kind of I've always wanted to be on a reality show. I like being on reality shows. I had my own on E and like, cause there's no preparation. I just want to go in and go like, Hey, I'm me. Yeah. And I don't have to act or be anything else. And I felt that way about that gig. It felt like I could be myself, but also, you know, figure out the hosting style too. Cause you don't even know, like, do you want to sound like this? Welcome to F boy. Or do you want to sound like, like, how do you want to talk? Like it was, you learn as you go on. It's weird. Yeah, it's so it's strange. So, it's so strange. I mean, your hosting voices for sure. And you yes. feel like in different situations, you have to be yes. different. And so it's it's interesting. Right. And that's so it's, true. I mean, even when we were doing the voiceovers, it's like and they would help us with how we'd have to do the different voices. Yeah, because it's yeah, yeah. the different moments are certain words you had to hit to have the impact. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, that right. changes. Voiceover it. is so crazy when when you you don't realize it when you're just consuming TV and you hear commercials like new Yoplait delights right. everything like the way that no one really talks like this in real life like you have to do that kind of shit when you're hosting like F Boy Island we invited thirty sig and saying it into a microphone you sound ridiculous and then when it's over the 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 graphics it's like no this fits so it's it, it was good kind of to experiment with. Uh, it was pretty much a character at times of doing like acting like a host, but it is my, it's, it's my favorite thing to do because, um, you know, it's kind of acting as if, you know, I don't ever walk into a thing and be like, I've got this, I'm the queen. But like when you're the host and everyone on sets kind of looking to you, you're like, you kind of fall into the role. So I found that it gave me confidence just doing it and, and being there. Like also it just takes so long in this industry to feel like you have worked hard enough and like know what you're doing. I mean, imposter syndrome is real and it stays with you for so long. And I think it was the first gig that I was just like, Oh, I've arrived. Like they're happy. I'm here. Someone didn't drop out. And you're going to get more of that. I feel that with you, Nikki. Thank you. That because you're something special and you are. We oh my gosh! Been, likewise, we're guys. So honored that Thank you came you. on our show. Oh, I'm so and honored to. I feel like we could talk guys. to you forever. I know you need to come to Napa so we could do wine I'm, and. Chat I cannot more. wait to visit you in Napa, and I have to tell you, Nikki, I have your robe from Dancing with the Stars because you left oh. it behind and it said Nikki on it, and I was like, can I just? <laughs> that's amazing oh my, so my god I, so I will that. return your robe to you oh no, you keep so- it <laughs> i love that that makes it special it i was so happy but we always end our episodes with little inspiration and affirmation so do you have any mantra or quote you would like to yes. leave our listeners i can't wait to tell you this one i did it earlier today when my wi-fi was fucking up and it was just spinning and like not 
connecting right before this interview. And I just say, whenever I get into a bind, let's say I'm about to miss a flight and I have to check my bags and I have one minute to check them and like the line's not moving. I just go, I'm a really lucky person and everything always works out for me. I just say, I just say that because the truth is no matter where, if you're able to even listen to this podcast right now, you are a lucky person. You have a phone, you have enough free time to listen to a podcast, no matter what your life is, there are billions of people on the planet that would literally kill to have your life. So you are lucky. And the fact that you're alive right now and you're listening to this, things have worked out for you. So it's not a lie. I don't like doing mantras that are lies. I don't like to look in the mirror and be like, you're beautiful when I like have bags under my eyes and my hair is stringy. Uh-huh. Like I don't like lie mantras, but you can always tell yourself I'm a lucky person and things always work out for me. And I swear to God, it calms you down and it has not not worked for me yet. It right. is not, things have always worked out. Maybe not the way I think they're going to, but they always work out. And I've been doing it for a couple months now. I forget where I picked it up from, but I talk about it on my podcast a lot. Um, I have a podcast that I do two days a week called the Nikki Glazer podcast. And I've shared it on there and I've had so many of my listeners say it works for me too. So just when you find yourself in a bind or stressed out, just say, you know what? I'm a lucky person. And everything works out for me. Just kind of I like, oh my that. God. There's no I, big deal. I'm going to use that. I'm you know what I love? Too. I love that. It's You're great. Shifting the energy and showing the universe yeah. gratitude. And I always feel like when you yes. do that, things yeah. just happen. And it might not be exactly what you thought was going to happen right then, but then something else happens. You're like, thank you. Like, wow. Yeah. The, the gratitude thing. There's this one thing I heard from Louise Hay, who is this amazing woman. If you ever look her up on YouTube, just you, Louise Hay, uh, you know, positive affirmations. But she says, thank thank the war, the universe, God, whatever it is, just show gratitude on a daily basis. And, and you can do it in that way because the think of the universe as like a person. If you kept giving gifts to someone and they never said thank you. And every time they were like, I don't like it. I didn't get this other thing. And I want this and nothing ever goes right. And I hate this gift. Would you ever bring that person another gift? No, no you stop no. giving them gifts. So the universe is the same way. Appreciate what you have and they'll keep giving you gifts. And as, I don't know, there was That's something about that that really stuck with me. And now I think of the universe as like my aunt who I don't want to be rude to. And I'm like, I love socks. Like, just be happy with whatever <laughs> crap you're given because it is something and you'll get more on top of that. And the universe will start to fine tune it and actually give you what you want. You know, Amen. So for a gift card. Amen. Yeah. That is honestly <laughs> so much truth right there. And to all our listeners, go to NikkiGlazer.com and you can find all her stand-up dates. Also, yeah. she has a Vegas residency. She has a bunch of dates that you're going to see in the next couple months with David Spade at the Venetian. Yes. Which has, how has that been? Was we are starting this weekend. So oh, this he's a really good friend of mine. So it's so fun because I'm on tour constantly by myself. Yeah, it's just so fun to do a date with a, a good friend because usually when you become a headliner, you don't tour with other headliners. You guys are just like these solo wolves out, like lone wolves touring. And sometimes you cross paths in the airport, but this is fun. I get to like perform with my friend and it's, um, so these shows are really special to me and it's going to be fun. So yeah, Venetian Vegas. Awesome. Yes. I guess Nikki, we're going to have to make a Vegas trip. Hey, I would down. love it. I, I love knowing no you guys now. I know this I, is really it's so special. great. This is what podcasting is great for you. Really? I've made some friends great. through. I just made some new ones today. So thank you yes, so you much, did. you guys. Aww, I loved you, it. Thank you, Nikki. Bye.
When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.